lecture sixteen part one of the groundwork of the christian virtues by william bernard ullathorne this librivox recording is in the public domain lecture sixteen on humility as the counterpart of charity part one god is charity and he who abideth in charity abideth in god and god in him one john chapter four verse sixteen it is to be regretted that the necessity of language compels us to apply one and the same term to things so remote from each other and so contradictory of each other as charity and cupidity for we have to explain both by the word love and to say that charity is the love of god and cupidity the love of self and of all that feeds the love of self when we compare these two kinds of love we find nothing in common between them except that unhappily the love of concupiscence solicits the very same will with its affections as the love of charity but charity is the cause of all spiritual life and cupidity the cause of all spiritual corruption and death let us ascend in mind through the grace of god to the divine fountain of all charity god is charity charity is the life and perfection of his being what an infinitude of life and love is expressed in these three little words god is charity as the shell on the sandy shore cannot contain the ocean that rolls round the world as the labouring breast of man cannot contain the pure and boundless ether that fills the heavens as the body of man could not pass into the intense conflagration of the sun without instant destruction neither can the soul of man embrace comprehend or enter into the infinite charity of god yet some drops of the ocean are in that shell some little modified breath of that ether is in the breast of man and some tempered rays of the warmth of that sun are in our earthly frame some created rays from his uncreated charity has god also deigned to impart to the soul of the humble christian which are full of divine life and love and in virtue of that sublime gift the moment the words are sounded in his ears he knows and feels to his inmost core that god is charity the ardent apostle of the gentiles was consumed with charity yet with a special reference to this perfecting gift he says we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect is come that which is in part shall be done away we see now through a glass in a dark manner but then face to face now i know in part but then shall i know even as i am known and now there remain faith hope and charity these three but the greater of these is charity one corinthians chapter thirteen verses nine through thirteen from the part which he saw and felt the apostle prophesied the whole and he showed the exceeding goodness of god to us sinful mortals when he declared god commendeth his charity towards us romans chapter five verse eight 
the innocent saint john drew large draughts of charity from the breast of the son of god and was filled to overflowing with divine love yet he only knew and felt in part but prophesied the whole when he said that god is charity god is the essential uncreated charity there is no charity besides except the charity imparted from his own eternal charity for charity can never take its first beginning from the creature all this is embraced in the words of st john god is charity and he who abideth in charity abideth in god and god in him the supreme beauty of god is the splendor of his supreme goodness and his supreme truth is the effulgence of that infinite goodness and beauty and the supreme justice is the order of that goodness and this infinite goodness beauty and justice have infinite sweetness of all the attributes of god charity is the most noble embracing all uniting all in a certain way transcending all because charity is the life of god the mode of his action the perfection of his essence for god is infinite love infinitely loving and infinitely beloved the reason of his essential love is his essential goodness beauty and sweetness whose nature it is to be infinitely communicated and diffused through his infinite action eternally circling in the holy trinity for the father is infinite love and contemplating the character of his substance in his son he infinitely loves the son and the son loves the father equally and the infinite love of the father and son eternally produces the holy spirit of love the divine term of love the divine person of love the consummation of the holy trinity in love the active principle of all charity as the holy spirit is the personal consummation of the charity which god is through the action of the same holy spirit the gift of charity is communicated to us for all charity is of god as all truth is of god truth comes to us from his eternal word and charity from his holy spirit for as there can be no charity whose principle is not in god there can be none in any created spirit or soul which is not given by god hence charity is the most excellent of all things and is communicative of its excellence and by its excellence it unites the created spirit with god there is no other reason for the existence of this world than the charity of god and the communication of his charity the world was made for man man for the soul the soul for charity and charity unites the soul with god from charity god created the world and by charity he perfects the end for which the world was made for that end is the happiness of souls possessed of charity hence st john tells us that charity is of god and every one that loveth is born of god and knoweth god one john chapter four verse seven rightly observes st bernard 
it is said that charity is god and the gift of god wherefore charity gives charity the substantial charity gives the accidental charity not that god communicates to us his own uncreated charity which is his nature and would be unsuited to our condition of probation for our god is a consuming fire deuteronomy chapter four verse twenty four and he would either consume us by its infinite power or would absorb and enrapture us into his ecstatic vision and therefore he said to moses man shall not see me and live exodus chapter thirty three verse twenty but from his eternal charity through the action of his holy spirit god communicates to us the gift of created charity as a ray is given from the sun or to use saint augustine's expression as light produces the light that enlightens us or as we are warmed by the heat from a fire though the fire itself would consume us from this we must understand that charity can come from no power of our nature from nothing of our own but it is the divinest grace of god and the noblest habit of virtue in the soul and is infused by the holy spirit as st paul says the love of god is spread abroad in our hearts through the holy spirit dwelling within us romans chapter five verse five and by this dwelling in charity through charity dwelling in us we live and move towards god and are united with god and as saint peter says we are made partakers of the divine nature two peter chapter one verse four that is by a created participation on this divine subject st augustine has written these golden words god is love and they that are faithful in love shall rest in him wisdom chapter three verse nine when we are withdrawn from the noise of the creature and collected to the inward joy of silence behold god is love why do we go running up to the high things of heaven and down to the low things of earth in search of him who is with us whenever we choose to be with him let no one say i know not what to love let him love his brother and he will love that very love for he will know the love with which he loves better than the brother whom he loves he will know that love the best because it is in his own interior and therefore more certain embrace the god who is love and embrace him with love that is the love which unites all the good angels and all the servants of god in one bond of sanctity and that unites us with them and them with us and subjects and unites the whole to god the sounder we are from the absence of the tumour of pride the fuller we are of love and of what are we full when full of love but full of god for i look upon charity and as far as i can see i see it with my mind and believe the scripture where it says that god is charity and he that abideth in charity abideth in god we must first then understand that charity is from god because god is charity and that charity can only be received from him 
that we may be made like to him and may have life from him and be united with him in the bond of his charity there is a kind of life in the soul without charity but it is not the life for which the soul was made not true life but initiatory and mere infantile life which is life in pain and sorrow from want of our true life as st irenaeus says the animal body itself is not the soul but it partakes of the soul so long as god wills it and so the soul herself is not life but she partakes of a life given to her by god secondly charity is from god because he first loved us and created us to be the subjects and partakers of his charity so that as st paul says without charity we are nothing for we are without the gift and the good for which we are created and which begins our union with god when therefore that gift was lost to man through pride and sin god in his infinite condescension put forth that charity anew in a wonderful and surpassing way which st john dwells upon in these words by this hath the charity of god appeared towards us because god has sent his only begotten son into the world that we may live by him in this is charity not as though we had loved god but because he hath first loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins one john chapter four verses nine and ten the sublime proof that the incarnation ordained for the destruction of pride and the restoration of charity to man was the work of eternal charity is shown in its being the work of the holy spirit thirdly charity is from god because he has given us the great law of charity as the fulfilment of all his laws and the perfection of justice he gives the law of life and the life by which the law is fulfilled fourthly in the very law of love we have the guarantee that to humble souls for they alone are capable the grace of charity will never be wanting for the god who is charity does not mock his children but when he commands them to love him with their whole heart and soul and strength and mind he gives them the charity by which they may love him for as mortal love is from nature and carnal love from carnal sense and worldly love is from the world the love of god must be from god and this divine gift is always ready to enter the soul whenever humility has expelled the destructive enemy of all charity wherefore to sum up this glorious truth in the words of eternal charity he says to the soul through the prophet jeremias i have loved thee with an everlasting love therefore have i drawn thee having compassion on thee jeremias chapter thirty one verse three but when we speak or think of divine love we must dismiss from our mind and discard from our feelings every notion and sense of that human love which has not been embraced and purified by being brought within the sphere of charity to quote the luminous book on the divine names when that love which beseemeth god is commended 
and not by us only but by the holy scriptures men who have no insight into that conformity with god which the divine name of charity signifies will fly to that sensual and distracting love with which they are familiar and which is not true love but an image or rather a lapse from true love for the multitude cannot form a right notion of the preeminence of the one divine love but the contemplators of god use the word love in the sense of the divine language and according to the force it has with those who rightly understand divine things according to this sense love is a power that unifies collects and excellently tempers together what pre-exists in the good and beautiful through the good and beautiful and emanates from the good and beautiful for the sake of the good and beautiful and contains equals through mutual connection after this description of the love of the adorable trinity the author describes the communication of charity to the creature as moving in the providence of inferior things and through a certain conversion uniting what is inferior to what is superior after this exposition of the nature of divine charity the author enlarges upon its action moreover he says the divine love is ecstatic not suffering him who loves to be his own but his whom he loves this is shown when god descends through his providence from his superiority to inferior existences and by a divine conversion unites them with his superiority thus was saint paul taken hold of by the divine love and partaking of its ecstatic virtue he was able to say i live now not i but christ liveth in me he was a true lover he went out of himself to god he lived his own life no longer but the life of him whom he so vehemently loved to this it should be added that the divine author of all things in the good and beautiful love of all and from the supreme excellence of his loving goodness descends through his providence of all and is imbued as it were with love and is delighted with it and whereas he is above all and exempt from all he yet descends in power to all although in exceeding himself he departs not from himself and because of his great and benignant love of all he is called the zealous god for he awakens the zeal of his creatures to desire to love him and puts forth his zeal to make them zealous who desire the good things that he provides for them finally love and what deserves love is the truly good and beautiful it pre-exists in the good and beautiful and is made and exists for the good and the beautiful he who abideth in charity abideth in god and god in him he abideth in god because god is charity and all charity partakes of his charity hence st paul says to the christian endowed with charity know you not that you are the temple of god and the spirit of god dwelleth in you one corinthians chapter three verse sixteen for charity is with god and with us the uncreated charity abides with the created charity that is in the living soul 
so that in a certain mysterious way there is a communion with god in the loving soul and we are made partakers of the divine nature he therefore who loves abides in god as an object known and loved and is endowed with eternal life from god and god abides in him as the divine object whom he knows and whom he loves with supernatural affection for his own divine sake for charity unites god and the soul in a mutual union transforming the one who loves into the one beloved and the one beloved into the one who loves according to the degree of love through the unifying spirit of the divine gift this brings us to the definition of the virtue of charity which st thomas defines to be a certain noble friendship between god and man a virtue that is not only one special and created but is of all virtues the most excellent we may enlarge upon this definition in the words of albert the great that soul has true and perfect charity to god who moves and advances with all her powers in the love of god because of the greatness goodness sanctity perfection and blessedness that belong to him as the supreme good as god does not infuse his divine gifts into our soul for his own sake but for ours and with the soul desire that we should partake of his beatitude we also ought to love god chiefly for his sake although not ignorant of or indifferent to the good with which he will reward us because that good is himself charity is the affectionate recognition of all the good that god is and of all the good that he is to us it is also the return to him for his immense and eternal love of us our lord has given us the genuine proof by which we may know whether we do love god or not he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved by my father and i will love him and will manifest myself to him st john chapter fourteen verse twenty one go into yourselves brethren says st gregory seek within you whether you truly love god believe nothing of your love but what you can prove by works love asks for the tongue the mind the life the love of god is never idle it works great things if it refuses to work it is not love there are two other signs of the true love of god if we rejoice in all the good that is done for the love of god by whomsoever wheresoever and whensoever done and if we grieve for all that is done displeasing to god by whomsoever wheresoever or whensoever done for it is the property of charity to love all that god loves and to be displeased at all that displeases God. End of Lecture 16, Part 1